Ozzy Ozzy. Man, I love the way that sounds every time. I absolutely love it. Ozzy 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 is right. And we're here in your in your screens, on your screens, at your homes, in your cars, wherever you listen to the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. And today we are presenting another episode, the third installment of the Fantasy Walkabout. We are continuing the VAP, the Value Accumulation Project. And today's study is evaluation. What does it mean? How do you take part? And how do you make sure you get the best possible deal for what we call true value. Now, I said we. I'm only one. I am your host with the most time on his hands. I am Thomas Tipple FF, and I could not do this program without our Aussie insider all the way on the other side of the planet, the man himself. It's Mr. Tom Lee. Tom Lee, you're battling a storm over there. Uh, How are you managing so far? Oh, look, it's not the same as the, uh, the hectic storms you boys get over there or in America, but uh, a lot of noise, a lot of lightning, a lot of flashing. So if there's a uh, little extra action going on on my screen, I apologize. But um, no, we're good. We're good to go. I'm keen for this one. This will be good. And as I as I forget to change my name back to regular, Casual Tom did make appearance on today's show. Not that I have split uh, personalities. But anyway, today, the VAP, last week, what did we talk about? We talked about how to identify what true value is. And today, Bryce is chilling in here as always. Sup, my main man over there repping the Twitch. We got Cooter Doodle over there on the Periscope. Oops. What's up, Cooter? Thanks for being in here with us today. Look, value is a hard thing to understand at times, especially with so many people veering into so many different um evaluation processes and in this project we set out helping identify true value either in drafts via trade and how to stay active in the quote-unquote slow period of dynasty football which i personally don't believe exists much like wide receiver threes so uh we do want to talk about some trades that we we bumped into over the weekend and how to not go about engaging in them. But if you missed Friday's show for some reason, you can go back and watch that on YouTube. You can also check it out on iTunes and Spotify and a whole bunch of other places. Uh, that's a Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. Uh, you would have missed that the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast has joined teams with the Dynasty Vipers to provide you another avenue to catch the content that we are putting out. Same show, new network. Big opportunity, so a shout-out to the Dynasty Vipers for giving us the opportunity and to Matt Donnelly for bringing us in. Uh, just an absolute uh, fantastic thing that we're all excited about. I mean, um, we're excited to provide this show and our Friday main show. Uh it with the oh shit, congrats. That's, <laughs> That's what's right. up. Yeah, big, big news for us over here. Tom Lee, how are you feeling about the opportunity to grow just that little bit more a little bit faster than maybe we would have thought. Yeah, it's super exciting, man. Um, you know, you first get into it, you, you're aware of so many smaller brands being out there and you want to promote as many products as you can. Um, but to be awarded the opportunity with someone like the, the Dynasty Vipers and, yeah, be sharing content the way we are and sort of coordinating what we're what our plans are going ahead, it's it's a really cool and exciting opportunity. It's going to be really good. Honestly, it, it's not something I would have thought to have happened, at least already. I mean, it's only been eight weeks since the rebranding, so pretty wild pretty happy and proud of of what we're doing here and also super thankful to the loyal followers and listeners that are constantly just coming at us with 
with positive and negative insight. We love all of you for it. We'll but, take it all. Exactly. Like I said, so hold on a second. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to catch our breath and we're going to move on to today's uh, points of conversation. Sit tight for just a second. Okay, so we talked last week, and Bryce over here, um, my man be growing. Don't forget the wee one. Hey, man, <laughs> it's appreciated. We're, we're a ways off yet. Um, but, Tom Lee, what exactly did you want to catch into first before we get into the VAP? Well, I think it's a great example of why, why, we're doing, why we're doing this and why we're trying to get the content out to people, especially people just starting out in Dynasty. They may have played a bunch of redraft before and understand values and trades there. But to keep things happy and keep things moving in the off-season dynasty, trade negotiations and how you deal with other people is super important. That's what this whole idea is about. Uh, and I know that you came across one offer or one opportunity, let's say, this week that uh, might have made you crack the shits just a little bit. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was an opportunity to lose J.K. Dobbins. Um in order to pick up Boyd and Mike Davis. <laughs> oh, no. Surely not. Surely we haven't lost him this early. <laughs> oh, dear. He's not even... He hasn't even had his COVID jab this week. Oh, my God. Uh, cra- cracked? What? Cra- crack the shits. Yeah, when, you crack know... Crack the shits? Yeah. Explain it. Well, I mean, you know, when you're not happy, um, you get a little riled oh up and God. then uh, you crack the shits. It's... <laughs> I thought I'd get it away early this week because last time we lost about five to ten minutes of Tom, uh, the Tom's production of this show. Oh, my God. Crack the yeah. shits. Anyway, right, it, it riled on. you up a little bit. It made you crack the shits. But it's so, yeah, J.K. Dobbins for Boyd and Mike Davis was the trade that came in. Um and it, it, it sort of it didn't have the reaction I think that the person offering you the trade had, right? Like what what how was your what was your reaction when it came through to you? Well, let me tell you. It cracked the shits. Um oh my god, I can't believe that. So we did the draft. Oh my, cracked the shits. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm good. Good, good. So <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we're gonna get through this. We are going, we're professionals. Sort of, and we're gonna sort get through this. Fuck, that's funny. Okay, so when I first got it, I had to do a double take. We just did the draft a couple weeks ago. Um, but if that maybe like a week ago, I took JK Dobbins in the third round of the draft. When you're approaching yeah. somebody about a deal, you need to know your audience. Like, we, we might have just done the draft, but that doesn't automatically mean that okay, well, now these values don't matter. The we the, yeah. the draft was so close, I'm still gonna follow that guideline. It is a startup, it's not like we're talking about a guy who got drafted in the seventh round last year, right? Because it's an ongoing dynasty. No, it's the yeah, starter. Exactly. So obviously I value him enough to take him in the third round. When you're approaching somebody with a trade, you have to know that audience or I'm immediately going to, um, what is it? Crack my shits. Does that crack work? The shits, yeah. Crack the shits. Don't crack your shits. That's, okay. that's a whole different crack, issue. Crack the shits. Yeah. We're going to get this one this week. You'll, I just you'll, had to let him know that we're not here to fuck spiders. And that's then it. we're here to get down to business. And it really shits me to tears that's when it. people don't. I'm fucking nailing these Aussie slings this week. And uh, and in all seriousness, it, it really it bothered me because it yeah. 
it's I don't know I don't know his where his mind was at when you send that kind of thing. And when I told him like this isn't gonna be on the same planet, yeah. right? Like there's no planet where I'm trading Mike Davis or trading for Mike Davis and Tyler Boyd with JK Dunn. But the concept of the trade is fine, right? Like you look yes. to go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a key talent. I'm taking them down to two pieces. Theoretically and value-wise, sure, that seems okay. But when you're looking at the value straight off the back of the draft, especially, you can't go with a third-round evaluation of one player and go, mm, I reckon I can get this guy for just stuff that ends up being on your bench. You're not looking yeah. to play in your starting roster. So, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those examples that puts someone offside. It stops you from having an open avenue to, uh, you know, uh, go after trades in your league um, mm -hmm. and it can really make this off period more and more difficult because you haven't yes. really thought through the process and your approach to how you wanted to start the trade and you have someone offside when you haven't even had a conversation like what he could yeah. have done was hit you up saying hey look saw you took Dobbins in the third I think that's a great value I really like him um, I'm looking to get him uh, are you interested in Davis Boyd you know any of those yeah. guys and you can say no that's, I don't a better, like that's a better start than sending it that's it. And yeah. then I decline it because I wasn't even going to counter that. And he goes, yeah. what's the deal? And I was like, yeah. well, I mean, hey, like, look, this is not on the same planet. Like, you know, whatever. And he goes, yeah, I get it. I like Dobbins as a player, but I just don't think he's going to do well. And I went, well, now my interest is peaked. And now I went, really? Well, yeah. <laughs> why? And there was like a, a couple of different reasons. You can tell he was not like what we, we call in the gaming community a sweaty, right? Yes. And, he did some helmet scouting and teams will figure out the <laughs> Ravens eventually, whatever. I understand if you're putting those, but don't, those shouldn't be the reasons you're pitching me why you want him. That goes with the same thing that we did. Uh, we talked about last week about identifying the people to get you true value. Shitting yep. on the player you're trying to acquire is not the eight, like the way to go. And just going yeah. in with an, with even, so in the scenario where I believe he feels that his evaluation is fair, check their ADP from your own draft. Yep. Right? That's it. Like, no, that is, We're going to get to it later. It's a super, yes. super important part. But know what's already going on. Understand mm -hmm. what's there. And then open negotiations by talking to the other person. And, like, and we'll give you more strategies as the weeks go on. But it was just a really good example of this is why trading in the offseason becomes really difficult because you're doing startups, you're seeing all these ADPs, these values – you're looking to acquire value and you go in yeah. aggressively and you take someone offside and all of a sudden you've just ruined a relationship in a blooming league. Well, potentially. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, especially then there are people that are less even killed than I am who could have yeah. put it in the chat or what, and then it becomes this whole thing. We've seen that in, in, in the FNL that's happened for the boys yeah. over there that are listening. We we've seen that happen and how it can unfold and, and, it's, it's just not a great situation to be in. You want to know your league, and that's very important. That gentleman uh, did not have a grasp on my value. Uh, so the key here is before you engage in a trade like that, try to understand the person's value either by looking at their draft or opening a dialogue first. Just open, a, open a conversation. It makes it so yes. much easier. 100. Yeah. If you go in blind like that, it, it can cause problems. I understand just shooting shots. Right, like he's like you know when you're in thirty whatever leagues as I am, I just send you know fifteen or twenty trades a day out yep. sometimes. But that you know at that time, most people that I'm sending them to know who I am, so it kind of saves some of that. Him and I hadn't really talked as much in a league, so it was a very interesting way to open a dialogue and not a way that I would approach it. So we are going to get into the importance today of 
knowing your knowing your league mates a little bit uh, before we carry on. So in the value accumulation project, nailed it this time. That's it. Uh, we're going to do part two today, which is uh, value determination evaluation. So what resources are out there and what you need to be aware of or look into? Where would you start in this as the first step of, um, of part two? So, I mean, yeah, today is all about how do you decide what factors influence your opinion of a player and how you start to rank them. So how do you come to these decisions? We talked last week about how tiers were our preferred method or my preferred yes. method. Yep. Um, how do you decide which players go into what tiers? What factors influence it? And there's a hell of a lot out there, right? Now, people smarter than us and more analytical than us will look at different methodologies. Number one would be analytics, huge analytics community, especially on the old Bird app, right? Yeah, uh, you're looking at correlation. That. Yeah, you're looking at correlating factors that influence a, uh, a player's likelihood of achieving an outcome or success, right? That's the goal of analytics for those who aren't aware of what the goal of it is. But the yeah. key for me with analytics is that correlation isn't causation and you're watching a sport that pretty much promotes outliers. So as much as you're increasing your chance of hitting like the floor of a lot of different types of players, yeah. it's very, very hard to identify the best player all the time using just analytics alone. Yep. So that for me, if, you, if you're new to it and you want to investigate and explore, there's plenty of resources out there to go on. Uh, get in contact with and people to talk with online and have an idea of what they look at. But for me, it's not where I want to start with my tiers. I want to start looking at players I value and why I value them. And analytics is a little too complicated and a little too time consuming, really, um, to want to get into, especially in your first couple of years of coming into Dynasty. So Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there are some Excel spreadsheet specialists like our other co-host, uh, FF underscore RTDB. He's our guy for that. It's who I use. Same with uh, at Big Billy FF. They both have great analytic minds for that kind of thing. If you have a team to assemble, that's great. If you don't and you're, you know, a normal just a fantasy player, it, player. That, may, yep. that may not be the best place to start developing your own tiers. I just want to shout out that uh, Chris, our resident trivia master, uh, the king of stumping us on the program is challenging our OG mate 1v1 on COD on the old Twitch there. So that'll be interesting for here a rebuttal. Your eyes peeled there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nuts. Two men, one game. <laughs> um, so next up in the in the part two of the project, what factors do we use when assigning value to players or assets? Where yeah, so I mean, there? the other ones out there, so you look at, we're talking about Twitter and we're talking about what else exists and what communities are out there. Film is the second one that's massive. So film analysis and film viewing. Um, if you don't have a background in it, it it's good to look at and, and, and start to try to understand what you're seeing on, on the field. But realistically, if it's not your background, it's really difficult to get into and assume that your evaluations through what you see are going to lead to significant increases in your team value. Uh, and because of that, I choose to just to let it be its own community, absorb some of the opinions, but realistically, just let it be its thing. If you want to pay for mm -hmm. the subscriptions to film analysts, by all means, do it. There's better minds than us uh, to have a look through it. Um, and then the last one is really projections. So you'll get uh, podcasts like the Fantasy Footballers who love projecting, quote unquote, the predicted output uh, for players per season. Yes. Again, Billy has just done his, I think, over at Dynasty Nerds. So... Um, he's putting in the work there and they're putting the effort in there as well. Um, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. And it's a lot of knowing the game inside and out. Um, probably not for the first, probably not for the faint of heart. Um, and it changes mm -hmm. so quickly. As soon as situation, we talked about Julio last week joining the Titans, you know, all of a sudden that changes the projection of the whole team because yes. the volume changes place and position. 
Um, some go up, some go down, and it just becomes a bit of a nightmare when you're playing around with it. So it's something that we just choose to float past and and let be its own thing. Um, but if you're ever interested in it, go you know go seek it out. Go and try to understand the community better um, and what little margins there are to gain some value and some benefit from. But that's not where we where our focus is at. We've got a few other ideas of where to start and what gives you the best chance. Right. So uh, projections are great for establishing a baseline of what you're expecting from each team, which will help you set up your tiers for drafting more than anything else. It is a great place to start in that way. And if you want to do that, the way that I choose to use it is I take a look at, I average out the previous three years of, you know, passing attempts, rushing attempts, and then, you know, kind of sort it by player and, you know, take who is the wide receiver one. You can go really in depth if you want to look at who had the most slot snaps and targets from that position. And there are so many stats now. Like football is basically becoming an offshoot of baseball. Yeah. With with how they're <clears throat> making up kind of stats all the time. But the simplicity of it when projecting is just how many carries of that has the number one running back had over the last three years. Okay. Who do I think is the number one running back? Pow. It's a very simple way to do the projections, which yep. allows you to have expectations, which allows you to start a base with tiers. Uh, it is a little complicated, but um, once we get through with the VAP, we'll do a rundown show, and we are actually going to be helping someone build tiers. So I'm very yep. excited for that. So there are key resources, as we previously mentioned, uh, that you may have heard of that make the Bird app go crazy, and that is film analytics and projections we just gave you a sample as to what the pros cons uh, are for those methods but i want to quickly touch base on it individually tom lee what are the pros and cons of analytics when applying it to creating tiers directly yeah so i mean we said really it's picking which which stats to look at um mm -hmm. you know what 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 separates the, the analytics community is what you're meant to be tracking and what you're meant to be paying attention to Mm -hmm. uh, and if you ask one person, you're going to get one result. If you ask a different person, you're going to get a different opinion. Uh, and that for me is just too much margin of error for it to really have a large influence on what I think of a player. Right. Know, just because they just because they broke out a year earlier than someone else or they you know produce because of certain opportunity at college. Yes, it, it's important. Yes, it has a correlation, but it does not mean that player is 100% going to be a bust-proof player. Right. There's no way right. to ensure yourself against bus. It is just using statistical probability to try and increase your chance of hitting, which is fine. Right. Right? But that doesn't necessarily help with the players that are already in the system and that are already going to be playing. Right. Uh, it's good It's good to have a look at prospects and people coming out of college and, and rookie drafts and draft picks. We'll get to that later as well. Um, but yeah, it's just a little too opinionated right now and it's a little too trying to trying to sort of get your ball in the green as opposed to actually get it in the hole, right. which is where I'd, I'd rather focus on what game I'm playing, <laughs> pick your game, figure out who's on the park and what, what right. they're doing and start there and then regress back from there if we need to. Um, yep. Yeah. I agree. Great starting point. Uh, great way to uh, nitpick your way into a process, which is fine. Uh, so with film, I'll take this one. Um, yep. With film, there's a lot of different things you can be looking at, but the, the basics of film review is being able to see who pops and who doesn't. And when you're singling out, um, um, you know, who do you want, who looks faster, who looked better, you know, who is the CRISPR RB one, 
etc etc it, it's a great base to to get an idea of what people look like right that, that's the basics yeah. of it um i'm not I'm not a film scout. I'm not a scout, period. Uh, I know who looks good when I watch the games, and I know who don't. And you can use the analytics, right, to... Um, to, to match help. up with what you see with your eyes, right? right. Like it can set a yeah. tone with what you're watching. And the, yeah. and, uh, the last point is going to be with projections, as we just mentioned, the pros and cons of, of projections being it's it's if one thing changes, it's good to have variables, um, it's time consuming. The pros and cons yeah. to the whole, the all three is that no process is a hundred percent foolproof. That's it. Um, you have to find your favorite process, uh, when building your own tiers and using a little bit of all three is something I highly, highly recommend. And as Tom Lee had mentioned, there are people out there that are more than willing to help you do that. And like I said, at the end of this project, we will be helping somebody build their own tiers. So, yep. Moving on, as we do, what are key factors we like to focus on? Yeah, so um, what, are the, what are the ones that we use? What, what do I like? So mm -hmm. for me, there's three main ones, and we're going to leave draft picks to the side just for a second because draft pick evaluation is a little bit more typical, a little mm -hmm. bit more fluid, uh, and it's also very different just with opinions in the community. There is no true way to evaluate a draft pick. Um, but the, the key things for me, so age, Essentially, the younger the player, the more years of production they have possibly left to come. Mm -hmm. uh, predicted output for the, the next two to three years, you said that before, as part of your projections. It's just a yep. simplified version of that. What do I think is their floor? What do I think is their ceiling over the next two to three years? And am I happy with the value that I'm going to get over that period of time? Uh, and the last one's opportunity. What does the team makeup currently look like? And does it, does it suggest that a good player is likely to produce their floor or their ceiling uh, or have a good shot at passing the ceiling, you know? Um, it's just looking at what's the likelihood of performance, what period of time do I have an opportunity to capitalize on that, and then essentially evaluating just based off the fact of that where I think that player sits amongst their cohort. Right. Yep. One hundred percent. I look a lot of. Uh, I look a little bit about situation. I want it the best. I, I like to do the draft capital and talent yep. um, kind of method, and then uh, who has the chance of reaching that number one status. I don't really want. Like if you're not a wide receiver that has the opportunity to hit that, you know, 15 range, I probably don't want you on my team. Yep. Like if I don't see that in your in your range of outcomes, I'm probably just taking you off my roster. To someone who thinks, you know, having a good ceiling or a good floor in fantasy is good, that's fine. That's not my approach. Um, I'm also of the um, does a player have the opportunity to skip people ahead of my tiers and who's more likely to go down? So I'll restructure my tiers that way. There's a whole bunch of different ways that you can place in a method. Uh, it's, it's what you're comfortable with and it's how you identify what you're comfortable with. That really matters when learning how to build your tiers. I think, and we were talking about like the whole goal of this project is to accumulate value, right? We're trying to, we're trying to build the value of our team, understanding what values and what factors influence your particular Right. rankings or tiers matters right because if one of those factors changes then all of a sudden that will change the like the idea of what they look like in the community the consensus yes. and when to decide that you're shopping quote unquote low on someone right. um it's because they have shifted up in your rankings but haven't changed your consensus yeah right? one of your factors is suggesting to you there's an opportunity here to increase value you're looking to acquire it because of the factors you choose for that reason i like to keep it simple because three different things matter to me more so than others Mm -hmm. um, and it also, it's, it's factors within my control. You know, you don't want to look at a player's 
opportunity being affected by the quarterback change. So this this year will take uh, the Steelers, for example. We know Big Ben's probably on his last legs. Right? So the evaluation of Juju is quite complicated. Because right? yes. we know Juju and wants out. So that, yeah, it's a hot topic. Like, you know, what are you acquiring? What is his true value? Well, we don't really know. There's no actual way to say this is what it is. But we know the floor is there, and we know the ceiling could be one of three different things. It's the ceiling that determines his value to people. And that is mm -hmm. a fluctuating asset, but also possibly an opportunity to seize if someone sees that ceiling as being lower. You know, um, mm -hmm. So that's just an example of how you use your factors to, to evaluate what sort of players to look for um, and what sort of things matter when you start putting them into tiers. But we'll use a practical example uh, soon to, to run through how you go about doing that. Right. So... Uh, he brought it up, so we're going to mention it. Uh, I don't have the visual for it. I just want to point out Chris here, who's right. On Thursday night games, when playing away games and using the ultimate jersey, Lamar Jackson is undefeated. It's a fake <laughs> stat that's an example of how ridiculous it is. I know, and baseball does that too, and we are kind of getting becoming guilty of that in the fantasy community where in baseball it's like this player has the most doubles off left-handed pitchers who throw between 85 miles an hour and 90 on the on days where the sun is three-quarters its maximum height with the wind blowing <laughs> it. Like, the stats just go on and on. And and on and it kind of just okay we get it football is somewhat getting there um but i mean welcome to change but i do want to mention again i don't have the visual i'm very sorry we're going through some changes and uh, i didn't have the time to do this i know i know last week we had the actual tiers up for people but for now i'm just going to read them true. off yeah. right so in tier one uh tom lee has if you want to at him uh, about this yeah, tier yeah. one and wide receivers um, are these in order? No, not in order. No. Okay. So yeah, not because I want to talk about that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So not in order. In tier one, we have DK Metcalf, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, and Justin Jefferson. So no order, you said. Why is that? No. Uh, partly because I like, especially with that many in the tier, we were looking at any individual team makeup or strategy for you could particularly switch these around, right? So if I'm looking at my tier and I'm looking at my team, I've got to decide what my goal is. If my goal is to get younger in general, then I'm going to pick one of the younger players ahead of the others, right? Because I see them pretty equal, right? Then you've got blends in between of someone like Atari Hill, who's still young enough, but also still has plenty of years of production ahead. So he sort of fits a middle go for it now or rebuild strategy. And then you've got the older end of the tier, which is like Devontae Adams, where you know, especially with Rogers, his production days are coming to an end, but he's probably going to be the number one or two for the next two years, right? So if I'm win now, I'm more than happy to pursue Devontae Adams. If I'm building, I'm looking to sell Devontae Adams, right? Which sounds insane, but it's a great opportunity to acquire extra value. Um, and that's why I don't want to number them because I don't want to get stuck to it yes. um, one, when, once I have a team. That's the key. Right. Drafting's different, right? Yeah. Once... Uh, once you have the tier set and you're right post draft, uh, that's what we talked about last week, which being comfortable moving down in the same tier to acquire someone who's going to move up uh, a tier, right. Or have the opportunity to move up a tier. That's where having these is important and not staying numbered. I'm just as comfortable having DK Metcalf as Devonte Adams. So if somebody yeah. wants, not saying it's going to happen, but if say somebody, <laughs> you know, doesn't believe in Metcalf or doesn't believe Justin Jefferson will repeat, right. That's it. They're willing to trade you Devontae Adams for and and like a second round pick for Justin Jefferson. You're like, oh yeah, it's in the same tier and you're accumulating true yeah. value. So being comfortable in that tier, that's a really easy way of applying uh, true value 
uh, in yeah. a trade, and I think it's very important. And then your second tier, it's it's kind of a mix here, right? I'm surprised. Calvin this is Ridley where it gets interesting, here. right? Yeah, this is right. a good talking point. Yeah. So it's Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, Chris Godwin, and Mr. Jamar Chase. Yeah. Um, walk me through that. So what I want to do with these is actually this week, the, the plan is to take tier one and tier two and break into the three different tiers, right? Because I don't like tiers running more than six players uh, because in my opinion, those tiers shouldn't run that long. Right. Uh, but that's just a personal preference. It just becomes a bit wishy-washy and really you don't have an opportunity to seize value on them if you have them stacked that heavily. Um, but these guys are hard to split. So MT, Hopkins, uh, like again, similar to Devontae Adams, right at the end of their... Uh, age productive peaks so at 28, 29. Still a couple of really good years of production left. So really good assets to go out and acquire, but they're more situational than others, right? Mm -hmm. So Adams is just like, he's the biggest volume in that team. We know it's a passing offense. We know Rogers inside and out. Um, whereas Hopkins and and Thomas give me a little bit more reliant on the quarterback play. Yes. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of tough on both of them because really they are, high-level, high-level wide receivers. But we know they're going to finish up quicker than the ones in the, in the first tier. Adams is probably the outlier in the first tier mm -hmm. um, because of the age, because he's the same age as those two. But we know it's ending quicker, so it squeezes that two- to three-year window for me, and therefore they slide to tier two. Yeah? Yeah. Not 100%. Whereas, See, for yeah. me, when I'm looking at something like this, when I'm trying to apply it, right, if I want Devontae Adams and say someone's offering me I don't know. I will say Kevin Calvin Ridley because he's basically the same age. Anyway, um, but we'll get, so if somebody says, okay, well, I'll give. And again, these trades don't necessarily happen, right? Because people no. are people are sharp, but there are people out there that are willing to trade you a Michael Tom. Well, pre, I mean, what's happening with Rogers right now? Anyway, well, use that it, as right? an example. Yeah. Uh, but say they're willing to trade you a Michael Thomas now and something else on top for Devonte Adams, and while that might be good. That finding true value there, that second and or third piece need to be a little more substantial than, to say, trading. Happen. Exactly. Yeah. Because now you're not just moving within a tier. You're moving out of your tier. So to find the true value in that and not just move lateral, right, you're going to need a substantial second or third piece, which some people may not be doing. So I'm not looking to make that kind of move unless someone's giving me that piece that really uh, – can allow me to acquire true value. Whereas moving from, I don't know, say my, I want to move within tiers for the most part and then yeah. gain true and value, value as yeah. much as possible instead of up paying uh, to move up a tier or yeah, which you not can gaining enough yeah. to move down a tier. So if I'm going to make a move, let's say somebody wants to give me, I don't know, T Higgins and something on top for Michael yeah. Thomas. I'm doing that because that yeah. second piece is, technically true value and that's what we're trying to find that's what these processes are for and when we put them all together uh, you'll be able to identify the true value and how to get true value so that's kind of how we navigate tiers and how we set them up here and how uh, we necessarily apply the three methods film analytics and projections into developing our tiers and I'll, yeah. I'm going to say it again because I think it's awesome. We're going to be helping somebody build their tiers. Uh, when this series is over, it's going to be super sick. So um, we're going to come back in just a minute. So sit tight. We're going to gather our breaths. We're going to give you a few final thoughts before we get the heck out of here and preview what's going down on the Friday show. Sit tight.
Tom, Lee, I just want you to hit us with the final thoughts for the week. Uh, let everyone, like, what, what are you thinking here? Yeah, so I think the key, there's a bit of homework from this week, right? So take what we've talked about, take what you value and figure it out. And I want people to go away and try to build their own tiers if they haven't tried it before. Right? Hit us up on Twitter, hit us up through the DMs and show us what you've got because I want to see people's thinking patterns and what they start to put together themselves. The key to it being is that you need to learn how to check and proofread your own work, right? So if I look at those dynasty rankings that I just put up before, or we talked about before, uh, Calvin Ridley right now is one that's obviously close to my heart. <laughs> um, but at the same time, because of the opportunity that's now just opened up for him, it's possible to move tiers. So I've got to start evaluating what I want to do with him, whether I want to move him to a, a proper tier one and start acquiring even more shares. Yes, I know, Tom, it's a bit insane. Um, but it's, it's proofreading. Would I trade him straight up for any of the other guys in tier two? Now I wouldn't, right? So I need to change my tiers. So it's just going through and proofreading, going, would I switch these guys one for one? Or would I need a larger piece? And right now, if I wanted to go Ridley for T Higgins, I'd want a larger piece with T Higgins to get Ridley, right? So it's just proofreading going, no, actually, I don't believe in that evaluation the way I used to. Now I need to change it. So it's a good, it's good just to go through it, start building your own tiers out and start practicing that evaluation going, do I believe it? If not, shuffle them around. Start moving and building and, and looking for more ways to acquire value. And that's, right. that's what we're after here. Yeah. Yeah, that's 100%. You should always be willing to rethink your situation in every league and be completely fluid with your true values and how to capitalize on that. So, you know, my final thoughts this week, I'm going to keep them pretty simple. And it's just uh, to mention how much of a badass everybody is that's hopping on and and following us now while we're, we're really gaining our momentum in this last couple of weeks and moving forward. Uh, with the uh, previously mentioned uh, partnership, that team, uh, the Dynasty Vipers and the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast crew. Uh, we're excited to kick that off on Friday's uh, cast. It'll be uh, obviously your host with the most time on his hands, uh, myself at Thomas Tipple FF, um, uh, at Big Billy FF, and at FF underscore RTDB. That's Jacob and Billy. Uh, we will be doing a. Um, Players that we love so much, we can't stop drafting. It's kind of a carry on from our flag planting episode of last week. Uh, very excited for that and very excited to continue to grow with another great team. And I, I cannot say that enough. So with that being said, test your values, start to create some tiers, get at us in the DMs um, and let us know what you got. Let's see it. And if there's any questions, concerns, comments, anything you need, be, feel free to reach out and we will do what we can to guide the way. So from me, the host, Thomas Tipple FF, from my mate over there, who you should be following at Tom underscore Lee 92, we just want to say have a great evening, everyone. Stay safe and clear eyes, full hearts, definitely can't lose. <laughs>
Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Ozzy.